Welcome to the Find Your Nutrition Podcast. Here, we'll discuss nutrition for health, wellness, and energy for everyday life. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Just before we start, I want to say, if you're liking the podcast so far and you've liked the previous episodes, take a few seconds and leave a five-star review and subscribe to the podcast and you'll find out every Tuesday when I release a new episode. It really helps and it really helps people find the podcast and I'd super appreciate it. So go ahead and leave a good review and I'd be super happy. So today I'm going to be talking about a day in the life of what I eat to keep my glucose levels steady. So I'm going to go through from when I woke up until now which is the evening everything i ate and i'm gonna give you just a breakdown of basically what i thought and why i made certain decisions and it's even a day that i ate out so it's not that i even cooked all my food so i ate outside at a restaurant for lunch and i was able to still make fairly healthy choices and i want to go about that with you so let's start with breakfast. So today I ate my breakfast about an hour and a half after waking up. Um, So I ate two eggs, two hard boiled eggs today with about 15 of those little mozzarella balls and cucumber, carrot and red pepper as some vegetables in the morning. And I also had a cappuccino. But I didn't have any sugar or artificial sweeteners in there. I just had froth milk and the coffee. So even though there was some carbs in the milk, it's totally fine. This type of breakfast doesn't spike my blood glucose levels. It is basically on the borderline for the amount of protein I would recommend eating for breakfast. So there's the two eggs and the cheese probably around 25 grams of protein. If you eat any less than that, you'd probably start getting hungry after a couple hours, but me with the 25 grams of protein and the additional vegetables, it was able to keep me full until about one o'clock for lunch. And even for lunchtime, I wasn't super hungry, but I was ready to eat. And it was a good breakfast for me and I put some salt on the eggs and the cheese. Really, it's perfectly fine to have salt on your food, especially if you're not eating many processed carbs or lots of sugar. Then it's totally fine to add salt to your to your food. And so I added pink Himalayan salt. It's one of my favorites. I think it tastes really good. Um, but you can choose what you want there. So then for lunch is where I ate outside. And I ate hummus with kebabs, and I also had lots of pickled vegetables that they gave on the side. It also came with pita, but I didn't even eat that at all. So just because a restaurant gives you food sometimes, it doesn't mean that you have to eat it. You're not forced to eat anything especially if they give you something extra that you didn't order. It's okay to leave it there and nothing bad will happen. Um, It's okay. So with this lunch, there's already 
a high amount of carbs with the hummus. So you don't need to eat pita in addition with that. That would make this lunch very high in carbs and would probably make most people tired after eating that kind of lunch. But for me, I had a lot of hummus and kebabs and lots of vegetables and I wasn't tired at all after and I felt great. So it's a very high protein lunch. Just with the hummus and the kebabs alone, probably upwards of 50 grams of protein. And the pickled vegetables was also a great addition to eat before eating the heavier hummus and kebabs. So it was a really, really tasty lunch and also a healthy lunch. Um, with the hummus, you have complex carbs that cause a slower um, glucose spike than you would get from eating something like pita bread, which would spike your glucose levels a lot faster. So I went out to lunch. I got something that was satisfying and also healthy. And is it possible that they added some uh, seed oils with the kebabs or oils that aren't so healthy when they cook the meat? Yes, it's possible, but probably in small amounts. And that's why it's important to only eat out once in a while. Don't be eating out every day unless you know for sure that what you're getting is healthy things. And you can ask them what oils they use at a certain restaurant if you want to be sure, especially if you're eating somewhere every day. But if it's once in a while and a few unhealthy oils slip in, that's okay, as long as at home you're cooking with the healthy stuff like olive oil or avocado oil or butter, things like that. So a bit later on, I had a bit of a snack. I wasn't really hungry yet, but I still ate a bit of a snack and I had tea and an apple and some chocolate. I had mostly 85% chocolate and I had a little bit of, I think it was 72% chocolate. Uh, most of the time when I eat chocolate, it's 85, but this time I just happened to have a really good 72% chocolate and I had about a cube and a half of that. Um, back a long time ago when I had prediabetes, I would eat lots and lots of chocolate and it would be this salty lint chocolate and it had tons of sugar in it, a lot more than the 72% chocolate would have. So I would sometimes even eat a whole bar of chocolate in a day. So now when I eat higher percentage uh, chocolate, I even eat a lot less of it. So I didn't have to cut it out of my diet completely, but I wanted to reduce it substantially and that way I can feel good about eating it. So I had the tea, the chocolate, and an apple. And then I was totally full until dinner time. I think because the lunch was very high in protein and also healthy carbs, complex carbs, and some fat. So it really held me over, especially with the snack. Um, when I got home later in the evening, I wasn't so hungry, but I did still want to eat dinner. And I actually had leftovers from a previous day. So since I had 
the high carb lunch with the hummus. Um, I wanted to eat a dinner that was a lot lower in carbs. So I ate just salmon, onions, and broccoli. And that's a meal that has pretty much no carbs other than a very small amount in the onion. But it's a really delicious meal and you don't have to eat carbs with all of your meals. It's okay to eat carbs with one of your meals in the day and then the rest of your meals throughout the day not to have carbs, for example. There are still small amounts of carbs slipping in. For example, with me, I had onions for dinner which have some carbs and some of the vegetables have small amounts of carbs and the cappuccino that I had in the morning with milk had some carbs but not substantial amounts and not amounts that will really spike your blood sugar so much. And then for dessert, not really dessert, but what I ate after dinner was a little bit of two different types of cheese. I had two small uh, slices that I cut of Parmesan cheese and a little bit of this cheese that had truffles in it. That's really, really good. So I ate both of those cheeses with some raspberries and just some water. So throughout the day, I'm just drinking water and I'll have one coffee in the morning and I'll have one tea in the afternoon. And other than that, just water or sometimes I'll have sparkling water, uh, making sure that there's no artificial flavors or sweeteners in there, just straight um, seltzer water or bubble water. And that's it. That's all I ate today. I didn't snack other than that one snack where I ate apples and chocolate and tea. Usually I would eat the apple with some kind of fat source like almonds or cheese or something like that. Today, since I ate it closer to my lunchtime, I didn't feel like I needed to do that. So I just had it after lunch and it worked really well. And now it's the nighttime. I'm having a few hours before I go to bed without eating. So I like to stop eating around two to three hours before bed. For me, it's really important that I'm not hungry when I go to bed because then it's really difficult for me to sleep. But at the same time, it's really, really good if I can have two to three hours without eating before bed. And that way I have a lot easier time sleeping through the night without waking up in the middle of the night, especially without waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom to pee. So I try to drink even a little less water in the night before I'm going to bed and it's great. So this is what I ate today. I expect that tomorrow morning, a lot of times in the mornings, I will actually take my blood glucose reading to see how I did today, basically. So in the process of reversing prediabetes, I checked my blood glucose levels a lot in the mornings, not throughout the day. But ever since reversing it, I still like to check my blood glucose levels a lot. And I like to know if what I did in the previous day was good, not so good, um, if it was really bad. For example, sometimes I know when I eat really bad, if I eat lots of pasta or something, that my 
blood glucose level the next morning when I'm fasting will be a lot higher. But on a day like today, I assume I'll probably be in the high 80s tomorrow, especially since I stopped eating carbs after lunch today. But we'll see. And it's good to check once in a while, and it's good to know what foods are good for your body. I think I'll do an episode in the future talking about how exactly I check my blood glucose levels and how you can do that too. If you are interested in that, send me an email to findingyournutrition at gmail.com. I'll leave my email in the show notes. And if you're interested in any other episodes, send me an email and I'd love to talk about any questions you may have or talk about any topics you're interested in. So we're going to have some really interesting guests on in the coming episodes. So keep watching, keep listening, keep giving me feedback, and share this episode with one friend that you think would benefit. So have a great Tuesday and see you next week on the Find Your Nutrition podcast. Mm -hmm.